if you're with someone that has ADHD or you think you both have ADHD, like you need to ha start having these conversations around mm -hmm. what your ADHD is, how it's presenting. Yes. Hello and welcome to another episode of Briggy and Stuff. My name is Hayward. If this is the first time you've joined us, then thank you for coming along. ADHD is a tricky disorder to have, whether you're as a singleton or if you're in a partnership whether you are the person that has the ADHD or if it's the other person that has ADHD, or in mine and Briggy's case, we both have ADHD. Uh, we've been together now nearly five years and it's been a journey navigating uh, both our ADHDs separately. But more importantly, figuring out a way to navigate it together has been crucial for the survival and peace of our relationship. I feel like that's why this episode is unique. There aren't many corners of the internet where you're going to find couples so openly discussing their neurological disorders and also giving insight on how they help navigate it, how they help cope. And, you know, having those honest conversations about what triggers us and what affects us in certain ways is vital in order to be able to then figure out how to alleviate the problems, right? And so, that's what this episode's all about. It's about us sharing our specific experience and we hope it gives you some value. Uh, please follow us on Facebook and Instagram. It all helps and all the other socials, whichever, wherever, whoever. Uh, thank you for being on board and uh, let us know how you're getting on with your ADHD. It's important that we all share and, uh, and you know, it can help. Thanks. For people that might not know us that well yet, on what level is your ADHD affecting you on a day-to-day -day basis? Very much, which I didn't realize for a long time because I didn't know I had ADHD until I met you. And um, it affects my life pretty much every day because at some point in the day, there are things that I need to be doing or tasks that I need to get, get, that get done that I am unable to do. And when you say happens. you're unable to do them, what do you mean? I mean that there are things that I need to do, but I just cannot bring myself to do it. It's like in my brain, I know I have to do it. Yeah. And I can tell myself as many times as I want that I just have to do it. Just, just get up and just do it. But my body just doesn't. It's it feels impossible, yeah. which is a very strange concept to understand for somebody who doesn't have ADHD because unpleasant things that you don't enjoy doing, because that's really what it is. If it's if you don't enjoy doing something, if you don't have ADHD, often you can just be like, oh, fine, you know, I'll just put some music on or whatever and I'll just get on with it. Like, I'll just do it because once it's done, it's out of the way and then you have that relief. But if you have ADHD, then you know that you should be doing it, which often sends you more even deeper into like a spiral because then you feel guilty as well. You feel like you should be doing something, but you just can't bring yourself to do it. Like it feels almost painful, so what <laughs> the idea of, what will of doing it. So what happens is that you don't do it and then it just gets postponed. It gets put off. We should leave a snapshot of the kitchen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, and it gets postponed until it gets to the point where either, because it's the two of us, we figure out a way between the two of us to tackle the issue or the, the task mm -hmm. uh, at some point, 
um, or it just gets out of hand for some people. For some people, it really just escalates. It, yeah. it just depends on your personal situation. But the general case for us is that it just, depending on what mental state we're in at that time of our lives, yeah. it can get left, left for days, for weeks, for months, depending on what the task is. Hmm. I've noticed as well that our ADHD can trigger its, can trigger each other. So, for example, with the kitchen, if we've if the kitchen's clean, but then one of us leaves one thing, the mm-hmm. other one's very quick to leave another to pile thing. on top of it. And it's, yeah. it so quickly happens it does. like that. It does, which is why, because we both have ADHD, it's, it gets out of hand quicker, mm. but it's also a more forgiving environment to live in, I find, because we rarely nag each other anymore. It's come to the point now where we both understand what the situation is. And sure, every now and then there's a little bit of like, a, because we each have our personal like things that are, are bothering us more. Yeah. It's like, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, me with the towels. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If I see the kitchen's getting out of hand or if we see Bella's room <laughs> getting out of hand or yeah. the laundry, whatever it is, we kind of look at it and go, all right, cool. We lost, we lost track of that one, but. I can look at it and go like, okay, this is a shame, but at some point, <laughs> yeah, because we're both <laughs> we will figure it because out. Because we're both aware that it's not being done on purpose. Exactly, but this wasn't always the case, and I still struggle with on on difficult days. I struggle with feeling overwhelmed, mm. and I get easily overwhelmed. And if I'm ov- overwhelmed by something else the state of the house just makes it so much worse. And that's when I'm like, right, I'm going to have to do something because this is like (laughs) adding to my overwhelm when it just feels so unnecessary because it's like... Yeah, I get it too. If there's too many things that need to be done. Yeah. And none of it's getting done. Then I don't think... By now we got to the point where we still don't nag each other. We just come to each other and we're like, look, this I'm, I'm really struggling with this. Like, we need to do something about this because I can't handle it anymore. Like, often you come to me with the clothes and you're like, right, I've reached my point with being clothing all over the house. Yeah. I'm done with it. Let's figure it out. We've tried so many different systems to try and tackle the clothing especially. Yeah. The clothing seems to be, like, the hardest one because mm-hmm. so much. there's so much of it. And it's definitely like a joint effort me realizing that i had adhd was because of because of me we met right like i had no idea what it was before i always felt like there was something wrong but i just accepted it as my personality and then when we met and then i was like oh you kept you were telling me about it and i was like oh but that's that's me that's what i feel like and then from then on we began our journey of like figuring it out together and realizing okay we're we're both struggling yeah and we're going to struggle together (laughs) yeah i think and having conversations about it is one of the most important things to get any like possible wrong thoughts out of your head Mm -hmm. because the worst thing in a relationship is if you think the other person has stopped caring Mm -hmm. or if you think that they're purposely not doing something that they said they would do yeah Or, you know, that you think that they're being resentful towards you and shit like that. I think another thing I found really helpful with having relationships, either it's friendship or our relationship with another ADHD person, is that you can relate to what it's like being punished or being spoken to a certain way by people who don't have ADHD and being treated in that kind of way. And so we can always come back to that and be like, oh God, all my life I've been told, just try harder, just pick it up, just do it, just get it done. 
and all the weird little quirks that you can relate to, like, oh my God, I do that as well. And because we talk about that and because we say to each other, you know what it feels like when somebody's constantly shaming you for something you have no control over. Yeah. We know not to do it to each other, or at least we try our best. It's that like gonna, the empathy kicks in so quickly. I was going to say, because, and because of the ADHD, I think one of the byproducts of ADHD is hypersensitivity and being very easily offended mm-hmm. and being very easily upset. Yeah. And so it doesn't take either of us a lot to say to the other person if the tone is just off Mm -hmm. a little bit or if the word was just a little bit too sharp the other person will pick up on it straight away and it doesn't take much to put you it's like you transported back in time to when you were a kid getting told off and then suddenly it's like yeah exactly so definitely yeah and that and that fucks it up even more because if you were if you or i were like unproductive at the moment that makes it ten times worse. It does. And then, it does. Um, and more importantly, then the relationship is you're in that like limbo of awkward and uncomfortable, mm-hmm. which I personally can't stand. Like yeah. I really struggle with any kind of. I don't struggle with confrontation, but if we've had an argument and there's unresolved tension in the air, or it's just gone silent, mm-hmm. it kills me. I know. I, I really struggle with that silence, like that that. Yeah. It's not okay silence. Yeah, so it's it's funny, isn't it? Because on the one hand, I think there's so much positives from us both having ADHD in supporting each other because it it's easier to support somebody when you can relate to them and understand them. Mm. And so we have so much of that and there's so many positives about like how to deal with it and how to help each other because we relate. But on the flip side, the hypersensitivity on both sides, it, even, no matter how much awareness you have... It's, some of the like hard wiring in your brain is like your reactions mm. to things are so much more intense yeah, than no, other it's a, people it's a, it's would a, have. It's a balancing act. Exactly. And so that's the, that's the part that's like a constant struggle of like not taking the reactions personally every time. And if you do, having the ability not to let it fester, but to like still force ourselves to figure it out. I think it's only been since the past two years where if we've had like a little thing mm-hmm. like and they were bigger at the beginning of the relationship but even if it was just a little thing I w- I've felt comfortable to be like okay let's get this sorted now mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and definitely. never let it roll on for more than a couple of hours or something if possible but it's difficult isn't it yeah of course and it depends on, on the intensity like sometimes you know if because this is this can be affected by our, our what's going on in our life in general. You know, if we're generally in a good place, like everything's good, work is good, life is good, then mm. we it's easier for us to get over it. But if we're already struggling, like as a family, yeah, then everything's heightened and everything is so personal. And like, for example, if we have a, f- a few bad days with Bella and we're both just like very tense, mm. then everything is so heightened. And you know what I've noticed? I have this thing, and there's a name for it. I don't know what it's called, but mm. you know how there is within ADHD or within neurodivergence, there is these little like rejection rejection sensitivity disorder, I think, yeah, on its yeah. own and all these little things. RSD. I have something that has a name where you, when I'm about to do something and you tell me to do it, and I immediately oh, feel such oppo- a strong oppositional defiance oh disorder or something like that. Yeah. Oh my god! I have it. So I realized it the other day because I, I don't Funny, know what I, I used was doing. to have it. 
I was in the kitchen and I was doing something and you reminded me to do something, but I was about to do it. And I immediately was like, well, now I'm not doing it. Funny. I'm not doing it. And then because I know this, I have to, I was like, well, you are, but give yourself a few minutes. And I had to give myself a few minutes to like calm down yeah, from I've it. Yeah, I've actually noticed that with you. Yeah. But I didn't. It, it, and, and it makes it me irrationally angry in a second, mm. which is why I know it's like I have no control over it. It's another one. Of I think things. I think <laughs> my medication helps me with that. Yeah. I think it resolves that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> because I think I, I, think, I see yeah, I see past it or, or the reaction, the chemical reaction isn't there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it's definitely like a, an immediate. Yeah, like, yeah, it's a trigger. Like I feel, exactly. And mm. I feel it so deeply and I'm just like, well, never, I'm never fucking doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we get <laughs> in trouble think, so much. And I don't want people to misunderstand what we're saying. It is never okay to use your ADHD as an excuse to be abusive, right. to hurt other people, and to, like, ruin other people's lives. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. You have a personal responsibility as somebody with ADHD. because Just like everyone else. Just like everyone else. I don't want to go as far as to say because people will misunderstand and think, oh, so if you have ADHD, you can just go around and do anything. No. You can't, for example, latch onto someone and drain their bank account yeah. because, oh, I have ADHD, I can't look after myself. That's not okay. You have a no. personal responsibility to look no. after yourself. And, you know, yeah, there's there's a point where, and that responsibility can often look like, "Hey, I'm struggling. I need help." Exactly. Rather, yeah, yeah, ra- exactly. Because there's there's a difference between intentionally intentionally using the ADHD and it just getting out of control. Mm-hmm. And you have a responsibility either way. Definitely. Because I can, I think that some people can, um, you know, you see it especially in ADHD relationships where. The ADHD will become really reliant on the non ADHD because the non ADHD step ups in a sense and starts doing things. And then the ADHD kind of feels the comfort of that. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that that's a real thing and a problem in itself. Mm -hmm. But you need to acknowledge when it's not healthy anymore. Exactly. For yourself and for the other person. Exactly. And then you have to step up and go, actually, this isn't working for me. I need to be given more. Um, responsibility exactly. or exactly which and is that can be a, especially a problem with with couples and like money definitely definitely and, and it comes back to it comes back to having to continuously try mm. and never give up trying to find new tools and trying to find new ways to help yourself because yes it sucks and yes it's not your fault but also you can't if somebody else is doing stuff for you to help that's fine for a while yeah. But you can't expect them to give up their life and their interest and their whatever it may be yeah. because of you. And also for those that really can't get past a, a, a place that they've got to mm-hmm. and it is still being detrimental to themselves and their partnership, then they need to seek other help. Exactly. And, and also keep in mind that, you know, like depression, anxiety, they then become separate disorders yeah. that have their own evils about them. And let's not that forget need to be resolved. with ADHD as well, that especially in relationships and you can't, you know, there's a lot of nuance to these things. But ADHD often, like you say, goes hand in hand with anxiety, depression and addiction. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when it becomes a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah. And so there is a lot of gray area and a lot of nuance that goes into it. It's not as simple as, oh, just let the ADHD person do whatever they want. Like, clearly, that's not well, what we're yeah, saying. Exactly, exactly. There is personal responsibility and... Yeah, 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 right, exactly. I think if um, if a couple has got a problem with their ADHD partner because of, you know, them being abusive or them having a problem outside of the ADHD thing, even if it's connected. Yeah, yeah, right, which there's, often there's it, it separate is. separate issues that have to be resolved. Mm -hmm. And you can still be compassionate about the ADHD, but ADHD is not an excuse, an excuse. for being a dick. No. Even if you are being a dick because of your ADHD. Exactly. Then you have to, you have to face it. That can be the hardest part for people with ADHD. Yeah. I mean, I know I struggled with like substance abuse mm -hmm. and being a twat. <laughs> <laughs> but once you realize it's like, okay, yeah. but now, now you have to change something or yeah. try or yeah, seek help. I, yeah. And I, I've been on the other side where I've been the person who just becomes reliant on mm. somebody else and just goes cool. Yeah, and it's so easy to do. Yeah. It's so I know I know I could do it. Yeah. So just go back to that point where you were saying, like, on different days, we might be feeling a bit extra sensitive mm -hmm. and depending how things have been with the peanut. Yeah, life. It was, um, what's that woman's name that talks about the percentages? Yeah, it's, um, it's Brene Brown. Brene Brown. I love what she says when she'll say that she'll come home and, you know, you've got, you've got like an energy valve of where you're at and like a hundred is like your peak you've got so much energy you can be there for your partner a hundred percent sort of thing mm -hmm. and then like 20 is like i'm flat i'm done i haven't got space yeah and to be able to use that distinguishing really simple chart with your partner and be like right i'm on a 30 and then your partner can be like okay i'm like on a on a on a soft 60 <laughs> yeah. like I can carry it a little bit and we used it just the other day when mm -hmm. I was like because just having not felt great the past few days and being like you know I don't feel great we're mm -hmm. gonna have to take it in turns sort of yeah. thing yeah and that's a that's something that it does feel like that in my opinion where you know you're you're struggling and you see that the other person seems okay you, you almost hope that the other person can just kind of carry it for you yeah. like you, you yeah. can just especially in a in a in a family like if you have children but even without you know keeping up with the house or just life in general you know doing stuff you you kind of hope like oh fuck i'm so fucked but like maybe maybe they've they've got no, it and, you and you then almost, you come home you and then almost you're both assume like, oh. it you almost assume it right yeah. like well i do anyway i think if i haven't got it in me like briggy can she can take over she yeah. can do it and it's like no not always. It's not always the case. Yeah. But then I think that's why saying like, you know, especially if I've just come back from work and you're on like a 10. <laughs> if I'm on a 40, I'm on a 40. Like I need to step up a little bit. Yeah. But what was the lady's name again? Brene Brown. There was another, another point that she made was like, if you're both on a 20, mm -hmm. it's like, right, how are we going to figure out how to do things so that we don't um, end up being destructive? Yeah, yeah. You know, because right. it's when you're on your 20s mm -hmm. and then, you know, life is still asking responsibility from you. Exactly. And if you've got children, exactly. shit still needs to get done. And yeah. it's like, right, battle plan. How are we going exactly. to get this done in a way that we're going to yeah. end up not yeah. damaging anything, damaging the relationship? And I mean, I think we've been pretty lucky with our way of life in general, the way we arranged our lifestyle. We've, we've made sure ever since having Bella that we 
will try and not sweat the small stuff anyway when mm-hmm. it comes to her. Like I feel like we've gotten pretty good at feeling mm-hmm. like, okay, if something's going down, how important is this? Is yeah, this worth right. the battle? Is this worth the fight? Is this worth doing anything? And so if the house is a mess one day, which is one day, let's be real. Mm. But if it's really bad and we're both just like, we have like this week because we were both sick <laughs> and we all three of us were sick. That's that's when you pull that out, when you're just like, do you know what? And you know, nothing's happening. And you know something we're that... We're still in survival mode. Something that I think is important for couples to do with ADHD as well is, you know, because there is a lot of guilt involved with ADHD mm-hmm. and regardless of being in a couple, like people, ADHD is carry that burden on their own. Yeah. And so I think for couples, if the person with ADHD says something like, oh man, the house is such a mess today, but I just can't. And they've shared that vulnerability for the other person with or without ADHD, just to give them that reassurance, like, ah, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Or like, like how many times has it been where I've gone, and it's come from a place of guilt and knowing that I should do it. And I've gone, oh, baby, I'm sorry. I haven't done the kitchen today. Not because I think you're going to be angry, but because, like, I feel like I should have done the kitchen. Like, that's my thing. Yeah. And then you've gone, like, oh, fuck it. Don't worry about it. And yeah. then that that little, like, permission. Permission, it, exactly. It, that little, like, it's okay, it's cool. Like, don't worry about it. That lets me chill for the rest of the evening. Yeah. You know? And, like, vice versa. It's like Definitely. I think the the only thing that might complicate things for some people, which we're lucky we don't struggle with, is if one of the the people, for example, when because often when it, in a couple that lives together or has a life together, it comes down to household things or things to to do with everyday life, right? Mm. And I think there are cases where one of the people, whether they're both ADHD or not, somebody could have a very specific struggle with other things. And so they can't, like it's impossible for them not to, for example, have the kitchen done or the dishes done yeah, or, yeah, you know, right. s- like you. some people have that where it's like, I, and, and so that's something else to consider and to keep in mind for the other person. It's like, okay, out of all the things, what's the most important for you? What's mm-hmm. the most important for me? What each other's priorities are? Because they might be different, we might be very different. Yeah. And to just like and I th- focus on that. It's like if we're doing nothing else today, if this is going to literally like ruin your day, let's focus on that. Let's do that. Yeah, you I know? agree. I think I think there's some like hard realities that the, especially non-ADHDs like neurotypicals have to face. And that's okay. So say, for example, one person hasn't got ADHD mm-hmm. and the person has ADHD chances are the person without ADHD is much more efficient and on top of things around the house. Mm -hmm. Now say for example that they've, you know, they've got a little speckle of OCD and they really like it clean. The ADHD, uh, that urgency isn't necessarily going to help them. Mm -hmm. And knowing that that other, that their partner really needs it clean might not help them either. Right. It's at that point, I think the, the non ADHD has to, really kind of come to terms with the fact that they might have to do more around the house right and they might have to put in that extra effort yeah you know because for all you know having adhd isn't fun and it's also got loads of cons for the partner and and nothing's going to change that there's only like coping strategies and understanding Mm -hmm. that's going to help yeah definitely um and so you know if you're with someone with adhd and they're doing your tits 
you yeah. Know, yeah, you I guess what I'm saying applies yeah, what I'm saying applies more for people that both have ADHD because even within that you I'll know there are crossovers of different with like a NASA example. Mm. Oh shit, I'm going to learn some stuff. Uh, well, I don't I don't know about us because I'm I'm trying to think of us examples but I don't I don't I mean, have I know, anything. I know for the example with the kitchen. Mm-hmm. The kitchen for you is an important one. Oh, no, well, I can give an example. An important one is with the kitchen. The kitchen's important to keep clean for you because I know in the morning if it's a fuck tip, then, <laughs> then you're going to struggle. Yeah. Right? I also know that you're always going to be very forgiving. And for me, it's it's underwear and socks. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, the kitchen's a shithole and I'm wearing underwear from three days ago. So, like, we're cool. <laughs> but, like, this is a real thing. Yeah, that's true. And so that kind of, like... Yeah, but so this is what I mean, like right? Like, for example, which for that reason is why... Out of all the tasks that I could get done, yeah, my right, number right. one priority will always be laundry, and your number one priority will always be Underwear. the kitchen. Oh yeah, exactly. It's you know that's that's what I mean. Like if there's any space to do something, I know that for you that's like within my what's my because we have tasks mm. more or less arranged amongst mm. or like we know by now who does what like we've kind of figured it out. But yeah, so I know it's like okay, this is that's on me. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, that's a and and like the same way it's like you don't come to me and be like, oh for fuck's sake, like you never do. Like you're always like, I need underwear, and yeah, I'm like yeah, shit, yeah. <laughs> and then we laugh yeah, about it. Yeah, and and I think what's another important point for couples with ADHD is to understand, going back to the the sensitivity part, is that if your partner is noticeably angry or vexed about something Mm -hmm. say for example like i'm stomping around like for fuck's sake i can't find any clean underwear that the other person doesn't initially might take it like oh shit they're pissed off at me Mm -hmm. oh god it's it's a me thing but then has a little bit of if they haven't had the conversation yet, realizes that no, they're just having a moment. Yeah, yeah, right. You, you can objectively get angry about the fact that you don't have it and not blame the other person. Yeah. Like, it's your fault because you didn't do the laundry. It's like, no, fuck, it's just we're struggling with this big thing yeah. that's bigger than both of us and it sucks. It's important to give your partner grace if they're triggered, basically. If it, they're triggered. If they're triggered by anything, really. I mean, as long as they're not harming you or anything around you or damaging stuff, then. But the thing is, this is all in context, right? This has to be after you've had those conversations. For sure, yeah. It's it's not. It doesn't. It can't be out of nowhere. If you're with, if you're understanding, if you're with someone, and explaining, and being fucking vulnerable and explaining, Mm -hmm. like this is what it's like for me. I can't help it. And then you, there's a level of belief that you need to have in your partner. Like, exactly. But I don't think anybody wants to be struggling, right? Yeah, of course Like no not. one, you know this whole thing of like, oh, you're so lazy. Like this fucking word lazy, like who chooses to be lazy? I know. Like lazy isn't fun. No. no because if, if it was, it would be called chilling. Exactly. Yeah, lazy right? is no not one, a thing. No one chills against their own health. Exactly. I think lazy was supposed to just mean when you're not doing something on purpose, like meaning you're relaxing with intention and you're just being lazy or chilling. That's all it's supposed to be. And it's been like turned into this fucking bad word and weaponized for people to be like, oh, you're just lazy. And it's like nobody's just lazy. Yeah. No matter how they appear, if they're laying on the couch all day scrolling on their phone, 
that appears lazy, that's not lazy. Yeah. That's a struggle. It is a struggle. It's not. It's a different word. Chosen, exactly. I don't understand why there's not, or maybe there is, but why there's a, a specific word for people with ADHD that, you know, when you need to do something and you just can't, mm -hmm. that, that crazy mind fuckery feeling. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Like, like you know, especially especially when you're at work and you know you've got these tasks to do and you're putting them off and you're putting them off, mm -hmm. or the email or the message. You know what, actually, we, we were actually saying this with Natalie the other day, how we even think as far as there should be help for people who, who have ADHD. They should be allowed to, for example, be missing things or be late on things. Because mm. th the reason this conversation came up is because she received a fine. And right. she received a fine over something that she had no control over because yeah. she forgot. She yeah. forgot something. And to, to most people, this just seems <clears> like, <throat> oh, sure, yeah, what else are we going to do? Oh, we're just going to fucking anybody can do whatever. Like people quick to go there. But somebody with ADHD, it, it feels unfair when you get fined time and time again for something that you're forgetting to do. <laughs> Yeah. Or, or they're telling you something like, oh, you should be doing this when it comes to your home or your business or whatever. And it's like, you have no idea. You didn't know this because somebody yeah. with ADHD wouldn't research that. I feel like there should be help for people like that and there should be a grace given if you get a fine and you can prove like, look, I have ADHD. Like, I forgot. I, That's a valid fucking reason. I partly agree. I partly agree. I mean, I also, I also think people with ADHD should be given loads of um, extra help. Yeah. Like it, it, should, it, we, it should be classed as, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? As a, a handicap. Like a, a disability. Uh, yeah, some disability. Sort, yeah. Handicap. That's a very old fashioned word, isn't it? Yeah. A, no, dis it's, a, disability. a disability. The problem disability. is, right, if the government did start giving allowances for ADHD as a disability, it would be fucking 10% of the population. Yeah, right. And so that's why it needs to be more integrated from the beginning. There needs to be more coping strategies. There needs to be more conversation about it. And I guess it needs to be more like kind of um, just accepted on a national level. Yeah, because it just seems unfair that imagine if you're trying to, you know, get somewhere in your life and then you keep losing money because you're receiving fines mm. or you keep missing out on opportunities because of things that you have no control over. It's like getting it seems late, so Getting late for work. People getting fired because they keep constantly late for work. Exactly. And I saw something about that. I saw people making fun of... There was a TikTok that's gone viral where mm. this girl was crying and saying, like, there should be um, people who have... And she, she phrased it in a way that was very triggering for most people because it sounded very like, oh, my God, very Gen Z, very fucking, mm. you know, a new term for everything, but she, she used it as a phrase for people who struggle with time management or whatever. I don't know. <clears throat> and people were just like, so like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, oh, my God, what, what, like, you know, these snowflakes, what do they want? Like, do you think, can't could do you find the clip? Do you think you can find it? I, I can try. I'll, I'll add it. Yeah. I'll I add can, it I now. Can so I just got yelled at for asking a very reasonable question. So I'm applying to go somewhere and I just wanted to know, are there accommodations for people who struggle with time blindness and being on time, you know? And then the person I was with interrupted and acted like I was asking something else. And then when we were done, they actually started yelling at me and saying that accommodations for time blindness doesn't exist. And if you struggle with being on time, you'll never be able to get a job. 
you know, provided you're trying your absolute best to be there. And then they're like, your stupid generation wants to destroy the workplace. And yeah, I think that a culture where workers are just cut off because they struggle with being on time when there's other solutions that we can look to, I think that just anybody who thinks it's okay to just treat people like that, yeah, that culture needs to be dismantled. And then I asked that person, how can you feel good about yourself upholding this kind of system? And then to think, I'm entitled. No, if people think it's okay to treat others like this, uh, that's entitlement. I definitely think it's something to think about. It's like, you know, not to be so hard on people because nobody's choosing to struggle with these things. Yeah. And it, it, to it, help. It, yeah. Yeah. There's this misconception that a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, but people are just, uh, everybody says that they've got ADHD. Yeah. And it's like nobody wants to pretend to have these problems. I know, I know. You know, and if it's not ADHD, then why are they saying they've got ADHD? Because that in itself means that they've got a problem. They've got something going on, you know what exactly. I mean? It's also this like, uh, you know, oh, people saying that they've got ADHD so that they can take medication. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they're pretending they've got a problem and that they need medication. But if they haven't got that problem... Why do they want the medication? Mm -hmm. They've got a fucking problem. Exactly. So like, one way or another. So, le so let's just resolve the shit, the, the problems, know. right? Like I know. And, and also the the this really harsh um, idea against self-diagnosing, whether mm, it's ADHD or autism or any other neurodivergency. Neurodivergency is that a word? Neurodivergence. Neurodivergencism. You know what I mean? It's it, Everybody's like... Well, not everybody. A lot of people say it's not fair to other people. You can't just self-diagnose. You're not a doctor. And it's like true. But you know yourself. And if you can see that you're struggling with something that most of the world isn't struggling with and you're constantly singled out because you're not like everybody and else. It's 2023. Like the information's out there. I'm sure there are some harms to it. Like there's harms to everything. But really, if you think about it, what's the harm in somebody self-diagnosing and then reaching out to a community that are also, whether self-diagnosed or really diagnosed, and mm -hmm. helping each other, yep. learning new tools, potentially finding out things about themselves they didn't know, trying to better their lives. Giving themselves some fucking and grace. And giving themselves some grace. It's like, I don't see the negatives. Because right. even if you say you have ADHD and you don't, but you start treating yourself with more kindness and you start, right. you know, learning these new things that you can implement into your life, new tools with emotional regulation, that's good for fucking everyone, whether yeah. you have ADHD or not. Yeah, right. And so you self-diagnose, maybe you don't have it, but you, you're going to better your life yeah, anyway. I mean, I think it's self-improvement. <laughs> that's not a it's problem. It's important to say that there's a lot of diagnosed people with ADHD that don't medicate. And yeah. with coping strategies and understanding of the disorder, they really cope yeah. really well. Yeah. And so it's the same for people that aren't efficiently diagnosed. They exactly. can they can increase they can their try. quality of life just by understanding this diagnosis that fits the bill, right? That yeah. fits what they're feeling. And then if not, then take the fucking medication. Yeah. <laughs> because take it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I'm a massive advocate. Yeah, me too. And but, I haven't uh, taken it yet, but I want to. <laughs> And you will. I want to feel normal. In a I look like a fucking cocker spaniel. <laughs> Great. There's going to be nine clips of me looking like a fucking cocker spaniel on a mic. I wanted to talk about... Talk to me. As an ADHD couple, when we both have ADHD, I think this works for people who don't both have ADHD because I feel like most people struggle with something. Do you know what I mean? There's something. Um, one of the things that really helped us is figuring out which was a process, figuring out what 
anxieties or what struggles we have individually mm. and what which one of them overlap and which one of them we can help each other out with. So, for example, me not being able to make phone calls. That's a good one. Or it's even a good one write because emails. That's a, that's a real like disabilitating one exactly. for you. Exactly, and and that's something that I've I've never been able to do. But in the past, obviously, sometimes I I was I had to because I was on my own and I had no choice. But you know. Oh God! And mine, mine is like when we go to Costa and I can't order. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's but this yeah, is right. and it's something that like in the beginning I remember it was a bit more frustrating. Like you know, like oh, just do. especially yeah, yeah, yeah. if it was something, for example, like you were telling me, oh well, you have to call the ADHD clinic. You know, you have to call them and really like call them a few times to make sure that you're mm -hmm. in and that they're gonna see you because it's important that you push them. And I'd be like, okay. <laughs> And then I would not do it. And then days yeah. later, be like, "Have you done it?" No, I haven't. And then it just snowballs into this huge and I, thing. And, it, and I get frustrated from it. Exactly. I, I did get frustrated. Or from calling it. the GP, unless yeah. it's for Bella. If it's for Bella, I will call them in a second. Yeah, it's the like urgency. The urgency is there. But if it's for myself or for anything else, then I just can't do it. And it took us a while to figure it out. Where you would always ask me to do stuff, and I'd be like, "I will, I will." And then eventually, you were like, "Do you want me to do it?" And I was like, "I really just." can't bear the thought yeah. of it and it I gives think, me so much anxiety i think now the majority of the times i know that it's just something that i'm gonna need i have to do yeah and vice versa with, with other stuff yeah. like there are like you said you know ordering <laughs> but it's not just that it's it, it's obviously we say ordering in costa but it's like there is a there's a social anxiety element to it yeah 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 which, going up to anything <laughs> yeah which we both struggle with but that's something that i can muster up the yeah. courage to do easier than you can in some situations. Yeah, yeah, because I've always thought like, wow, it's like you can really do that bit. It's it's because I I think that it's another one of those things that I have perfected over the years. Like I really, really struggled with for a long time. But as I was becoming an adult and I had to do it more and more, I <laughs> I uh, created my scripts <laughs> that yeah, I, right. I go with. I have my scenarios in my head. Every single scenario is played out. It's safe. It's secure. I know what's going to happen. I know how it's going to play out. And because of that, I can handle it. Because I know that it's very little that in those situations that can throw me off because it's like a pretty straightforward exchange. Yeah. <laughs> and so unless like that one time, <laughs> I had to put in the PIN number and I didn't know the PIN number and I had a queue behind me. Yeah, that's some stress. And that was some stress. Shit. But even that... I was able to handle better just because of like I've practiced it so much now that I'm like, do you know what? This it rattled me a little, but I was like, I've got this. And like the person was so helpful. Like I'm sure he was probably neurodivergent and he felt it because he yeah. was like, This is my worst nightmare was happening to you, so I got you. I was like, Thank you. But but yeah, it's so important to figure out each person what they have and what they need help with so that you can just kind of like, well, I do this, you do this. You know, we kind of yeah, take yeah, turns. Yeah. It's like, I can't do this, I can't do that. Okay, so we're coming to the end of our episode. What's one piece of advice that you would give to a new or an old couple that have ADHD, whether it be one or both of them? Mm -hmm. What advice would Briggy give them? What advice would you give? <laughs> I think for people who both have ADHD, yeah. uh, even if there's just a one person, I think if if you you're continuously having to try different things, right? Like you always have either a new 
task. That's one of the fun things about ADHD, starting new projects and getting excited and mm. having, because there's so many positives about it as well. To focus on that, first of all, if you don't, if you're, you know, if you're in a relationship where one person doesn't have ADHD, I'm sure that's one of the main, like, it's one of the really fun things about being with somebody with ADHD is how much fun they can be and how, like, much, like, it's spontaneous and it, they're crazy and, yeah. you know, they're, excitement for stuff is just fun to watch and i think it's nice to to remember that at hard times but also for the person with adhd not to to lose hope whenever you try something new and it doesn't work if you think right i'm this is how i'm going to hack this little situation that i have i'm going to try it's something i learned something i've heard of it's a tool and you try and it doesn't work for you that's okay yeah. It, you know, everybody's ADHD is very different. Just between the two of us, we're so different. And the, the same things don't work for us. Yep. And so whatever you're going to try, if it doesn't work, don't let it completely discourage you and feel like, you know, and I mean, it might feel like that. And that's okay if it feels like that. Mm -hmm. But remember to then sort of still keep trying yeah. until you find what works for you because we found what works for us and it's not perfect and we both still need help like I still you know there's a lot that we I need to work on and figure out how to hack little things of my ADHD that I really struggle with but overall I think it's very helpful to continuously looking for new tools yeah and I think and I think what you said is true like if you feel hopeless that's okay as well yeah because i think what a lot of people will do is that they'll be so hard on themselves mm -hmm. for feeling something because they know that they're not supposed to feel that yeah. and then it's like well no you, everything that you feel is fine yeah if you feel bad sad mad mm -hmm. <laughs> that's good exactly um and, and then it's like allow it i think the, the more you try and like resist the feelings they you know you might suppress them for a bit but they don't go away exactly and then just to allow it to flow and then you know keep moving yeah and if you see something worked for another person for example let's say a lot of people are told in times of struggle why don't you do yoga and meditation mm. and you know the typical go-tos and for some people it really works and i've, I've met other people with adhd who <clears throat> who can meditate and it really works for them mm -hmm. but i have uh, it it somewhat helped when i did it but it didn't make a big enough difference that i was hoping for mm -hmm. it was it the work that meditation helps for some people i was able to do it in different ways i was able to like train my brain you know for certain things but meditation wasn't that and no, yoga yeah, there's as well lo there's loads of different things isn't there that that can yeah. help with adhd it's like for me if i've had loads of overwhelm and i need to take a break like i'll have a bath but i know because of your adhd a bath is not what it's, you want to have sensory like, overload <laughs> yeah i think like my biggest piece of advice for couples especially is even if it seems really really difficult have a conversation set yourself a time every week say like a Sunday evening to sit down and have a talk about how you where you're both at mm -hmm. and how you're both getting on and talk about how you know your ADHD is struggling how it's been making you struggle that week mm -hmm. in particular and just keep like going over it because you'll find little tricks with each other 
Yeah. And the more you communicate, the easier it will get. Definitely. You know? And then in those like moments of hopelessness, sometimes just communicating, that alleviates a lot of the hopelessness. Because sometimes like I'll I'll be in a place of like I'll have spiraled because every now and then I'll have those spiraling thoughts and I'll get to my my shit place. And then I'll talk to you and then you know, we might talk for an hour and nothing works. And then you'll say one thing which just resonates. And I'm like, oh, that that's it. That that's that's completely it. And it will just take me out of it. And you're not saying things to try and find the key. You're just saying things because we're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And and also like you can't undervalue how having open, honest conversations with your partner helps you know each other better. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like you course. get you'll get to a point where you know, you'll instinctively be able to help just by talking. Exactly. Yeah, and not, yeah, we've mentioned it before, not being hard on yourself is a really big one with people with ADHD because there is so much guilt and shame that's involved Mm. in having ADHD. And and that's a lot of it you you give to yourself. You know, people will give it to you regardless. Like, that's just how the world is. They will make you feel a lot of guilt and shame. But you you should try to... (laughs) To not on top of that pile on for yourself, add it to yourself because it it's not helpful. It makes you feel worse. And yeah, and also yeah. I think it's because we're we're coming from a very like um, Zen kind of perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Because we've done the work, and and it's not all Zen, but no, we've worked <laughs> we've worked hard to kind of find this like peaceful way of communicating mm-hmm. wasn't always like that no and it still isn't always like that either it's not but we're so much better yeah for sure i think for couples that are still in this uh, in that space where they use like nasty comments or derogatory or no that might not be the right word like for couples that are still using bickering or like being mean mm-hmm. or put downs or doing the whole like, yeah, but you did this. Mm-hmm. That kind of conversation's never going to really help. Mm-hmm. And, you know, making the other person feel bad about something isn't going to resolve anything. And nine times out of ten, they know, mm-hmm. you know. So keep that in mind with your ADHD partner, yeah. whether or not you have ADHD. That, um, you know, compassion is really the only way yeah and also you ain't gonna fucking cure the adhd by being a dick no and adding to the shame is just gonna make that person go further down and i fully appreciate that it's frustrating and difficult and like it blows your mind sometimes that like why can't this person do this thing Mm -hmm. and yeah like us too It's, it's it's hard it is. And I, I, I really believe, like, for some people, they are not, they might not have the tools to be with someone with ADHD Definitely. who's who's early on in their journey and still trying to figure it mm-hmm. out themselves. Because it's a, it's a lot of, like, and I hate the term, but baggage, mm-hmm. you know? But I think, like, with any person that you choose to be with, if you're going to be with them, you've got to be with all of them. Yeah. If you're only with the good bits, then then you're fucked because you're not with a full person. Exactly. You know, and then you're in a dream world and then your relationship's a farce. 
And the truth is, if you can love the the difficult bits, then you get you get all of them. Yeah. Then that, then your love grows, right? Then your relationship grows. Yeah. And that's that's where you want to be. You want to be on the side of the relationship where it's growing, not slowly dissolving and chipping away. Yeah, and, and, end up with and to and to leave it on like a more positive note as well, is that it, because of the everything that we've talked about and all the negative parts, the positives are so enjoyable. Yeah, right. Like we can be so weird mm-hmm. and just laugh at our even the negatives we can laugh about it yeah, yeah, so yeah. much because it's funny sometimes and yeah. sometimes there's nothing you can do but laugh yeah. and there are so many fun aspects of ADHD and so many like really good things about it the the fact that you're able to take such a deep look at yourself yeah it's often people who have some sort of neurodivergence are the ones who are, have the ability to do that because I feel if, like they're the ones that become yeah sorry go on. Be, because if if you don't have if you just kind of fit in then you get to be on automatic a lot more if you don't fit in you're forced to look at like a deep hard look at yourself and i think that's a wonderful thing because you grow so much and you learn so much and you you open yourself up to so much more and empathy for other people and understand other people and want to know about other people and there's something really enjoyable about bumping into people and then finding out that they have adhd exactly. as well yeah. because there's an instant connection, instant connection of like <laughs> of years of the same bullshit yeah. you know what i mean and like and every adhd that we've ever met is very different to the mm-hmm. last but they're there's i don't know they all carry the same kind of characteristics of like there's a little bit of madness in them but there's a lot of like compassion and love and, and, fun. and, 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 and fun and yeah. and understanding and sadness, right? Yeah. <laughs> like there's a lot of sadness in there because <laughs> yeah. it's hard. It's it really hard. It is really hard. But um, yeah, and it's a journey, man. I think like I think it was just yesterday when we were talking to Ben, like the journey continues the whole way through. All the way. Like even when you've... you've you, have, you, don't, you never reach yeah, the end. You can unpack everything and then there's still more to unpack. Exactly. Like and it's the process that's you've got to try and enjoy and appreciate. Mm-hmm. So, Amen. big up my ADHD tribe, <laughs> brap brap, bitches, bitches ain't got no stitches. I did not take my medication today. Baby, you know my love is true. I've been